Hi, my name is Jen, and this is the Ask Jen Anything podcast. In this season, we get a bit more personal about why I chose to pursue graduate school and my overall grad school experience. I'll share about learning Chinese, my research trips and funding, conferences, moving abroad, and more. Think of this as your virtual office hour with a friendly senpai, sanbei, tianbei, xinbui. Let's get started. In this week's episode, I answer the question: Why did you pursue East Asian studies? Everyone's journey is unique when it comes to why they study what they study, and I just hope that sharing my path is a little bit helpful for those of you who are wondering which discipline to pursue and how I chose mine. I'll start with more details from my undergrad trajectory and then move into grad school. As I mentioned in my last episode, when I started my undergrad, I chose to major in English and psychology at first. I loved everything I was learning. I remember I took a course on the study of puzzles, also known as enigmatology. I took a course in Mandarin Chinese and a course on East Asian history. In addition to courses in my two major programs, I loved my English professor because he opened up our minds to literature for today, and he also taught us the meaning of literature for our world. He won several awards for his teaching, and they were all so well deserved. Psych at the time was intriguing because human behavior is just so fascinating. But class sizes were really large, and I didn't really like how it was mainly self-taught without any guidance from TAs. Perhaps that's why I looked forward to the history course on East Asia the most. To my surprise, due to my own expectations, the professor teaching East Asian history was a Caucasian male scholar who had lived in China for decades. Knowledgeable, humble, and kind. I remember how he would go off on a tangent and relay personal experiences, and then tie them back into the textbook readings each week. I was so impressed with his Mandarin and his knowledge of East Asia that I felt slightly embarrassed. After first year, I realized I enjoyed English and Psych and East Asian studies, but I couldn't do a triple major. <laughs> My mom advised that English was important to keep if I had to choose between these three disciplines, and ultimately, it was my own decision to switch out from psych into East Asian studies. A part of me wanted to make up for years of missed opportunities to understand East Asia. Growing up in Canada, I had learned everything about Canadian history. World War One and World War Two from a quote-unquote Western perspective. My understanding of Asian history came from my grandma's stories, as I mentioned before. So a part of me had always imagined home as being in Asia, even though I was born and raised in North America. Throughout my undergrad, I think I was just trying to make up for lost time. For the years I didn't get to formally study the history of cultures I saw as part of my heritage, I took a lot of courses on Chinese culture and a few on modern Korean history and society, 
as well as a course on Japanese travel writings during my undergrad. By the time I was in fourth year, I happened to choose a modern Taiwanese literature course, and it would change the course of my career forever. Somehow, the stories I read related not only to my understanding of multiculturalism in Canada, but also to the place of Taiwan. The island was not big, but very diverse. After many centuries and decades of colonialism, its population, language, and culture had all been reshaped. By the end of the course, I felt an affinity with the writings by authors writing about Taiwan. I reached out to my professor and asked if she would be interested in supporting my master's application, and thankfully she said yes. And ultimately, I was able to secure full funding for the program and got into graduate school for East Asian Studies right after I completed my undergrad because of that one course on Taiwanese literature. It was a rough summer in between my undergrad and starting my master's program, though. I experienced one of the biggest losses of my life. Going to church and going to school were activities that gave rhythm and joy to my life. And I soon realized that I would need to travel to Taiwan for school. It was there that I healed my empty heart in a place that I had only read about before my master's. When I finished my thesis and my research paper for the MA program, I was encouraged to keep on with academia. I had a pretty good track record and I was still very interested in the field. So I applied for the PhD. Although I began the PhD program with a different topic from my dissertation in mind, eventually I tied in my interests in Chinese studies with Canada and worked on a project that would help others see how Chinese writers imagined Canada throughout the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Some of my colleagues work in the government now, some teach, and a few are doing something unrelated to their study of East Asia. But ultimately, I think we all enjoyed our programs and saw the value in learning about a rich history of Asian cultures. I know one of you asked personally about whether you should pursue East Asian studies, but it's such a personal decision that it's hard for me to advise you on whether to do it or not to do it. You can always review the benefits to pursuing grad school in episodes three and four of our first season and see if East Asian studies is the field that you'd like to contribute to and learn more about. Everyone's journey is unique, and I hope sharing mine has been somewhat helpful today. Good luck with whatever path you choose to pursue, and I'll chat with you in the next one.